Well, guys, Texas has survived. Cold again in 2024. Remember last week, I was talking about how it was going to happen. It was coming when I was recording the episode. And by the time that you heard the episode, it's probably going to be passed. Well, I can tell you right now, it is passed. I cannot believe the amount of insanity I saw during this snow, this Arctic blast, this Arctic nuke, as if the Ice King from Adventure Time came in and froze the world. Now, let's talk about it for a minute before I get into the episode, because I just have to paint a picture for you. On Thursday before the Arctic blast came, or was starting to come, it was a two-front issue. And mind you, half the country got it. Michigan got hit. My boys over at the Notes and Goats podcast, man, you know when Michigan gets a snow day, that's the issue. I mean, it looked like Antarctica up there. Took my boy Steve like three hours to get to work, he said. Um, At that point, I'm like, brah, nah. Unless you're paying me for my time, that's now like a 15, 18 hour shift, you know, depending on, you know, how many hours you work. You know what I mean? Forget it. But anyway, so... Everybody got hit. Obviously, with Texas being located where it is, that far south, we are not going to feel what they felt in Michigan, what they felt in Wisconsin, Buffalo, things like that. On the Thursday before, it was 72 degrees and sunny outside. No wind. Texas is pretty windy. A lot of people don't realize that. It's pretty windy here. It's sometimes very obnoxiously windy. Especially when it's like 105 outside. It's like Satan's just farting on you all summer long. I was sitting outside having a cappuccino right before I picked up my son from school last Thursday. I was off. I was enjoying life. I cleaned the house. Did some emails. Went for a run. A little grocery shopping. Didn't do laundry. No, I did. Did laundry. Had time. Got my oil change. Went to this place, had a cappuccino. Actually drank it there. So I got my nice cappuccino cup. Sat there. Had a conversation with somebody that needed to be had. Went and picked up my son from school. The next morning... Now, he went to school that day and he had like a long sleeve shirt on and a light jacket because in the morning it was still cold and he's a kid. Kids get, you know, that age, they get colder, their, their bodies are small, they can't produce as much heat as us old people. He came out of school, had his jacket off. He's like, Dad, it's nice out. And I said, yeah, well, tomorrow's going to be different when I take you to school, buddy. And it was. When I got up in the morning, it was dark windy 23 degrees you got like a a 50 degree almost 50 degree difference from the day before he was bundled he was not a happy man he rushed his butt right inside like nope going to school saturday temperatures kind of went back up a little bit not crazy but they did go back up it's like 35 40 dropped back down saturday night dropped back down sunday monday 10 degrees outside. 
low of nine or something like that. Felt like zero. Tuesday, same thing. Whatever. During that time, yes, did we get some snow? Some places got a little more than others. But let me tell you guys, no, it wasn't even an inch where I was. Enough to cover the ground. No rain. There was, the roads were not icy. Maybe some parts by the intersection were a little slick. Maybe some of the subdivisions that didn't get a lot of traffic. Sure. That was it. Oh, man, it, it was coming down. That's what somebody told me. Come on, dude. No, it really looked good. I had three people tell me that. Man, it, it looked like a lot of snow when I was driving. Stop it. Just stop. Even for Texas, it wasn't a lot of snow. And that was it. Now, they didn't have school because it was Martin Luther King Day, so I got to take Luke outside. Now, it was frigid cold. I will say that. It's not the type of fun like, I want to play in the snow. We walked around a little bit. You know, he attempted to make a snowball, and then he was done. We we stuck inside all day. No problem. No problem. The next day was definitely cold, that Tuesday. I went back, I went to work. I cannot tell you how many people called in. There was nothing happening. People called in on Monday, people called in on Tuesday. There was nothing happening. Not only did people call in on Monday, oh man, I just, I got to drive in this stuff. They didn't even, they used it as an excuse to miss work and you're getting paid time and a half. And then they came in Tuesday, some of them did. Man, I'm not even getting time and a half. Yeah, you didn't work, dude. You sat on your butt because you were too scared to drive. You could have come in late. They didn't care. You could have called them, hey, I'm just going to take my time. It would have been excused and you would have still got time and a half on one of the easiest days that I ever worked. One of the boringest days I've ever worked too, mind you. Nothing. But these people over the weekend... We're buying everything under the sun. Gallons of milk, bread, soup, meat, uh, tons of booze. I mean, they were, it was as if the, like, this was like, you know, the day after next or whatever that was, that movie, where all the elements, like, you know, you just get this giant snowstorm and it covers the Statue of Liberty. Like, I was blown away on the amount of money. Now, thank God for it. Hey, nice little influx of money to the business. Nothing wrong with that. Insanity. Then we had schools closed. Now, my son's school did not close. And guys, this isn't my podcast, but I have to give these updates because I think it's hilarious. My son's school did not close. I could have, I kind of wanted him to, but then I also was like, dude, this dude's had so much time off. He needs to go back. Some of the surrounding cities did close. Dallas, Fort Worth, Plano. And they did so because of the kids that have to walk to school or wait on the bus. Now, let me tell you something. These schools, for the most part, are at least in Frisco and the surrounding cities are neighborhood schools. There is no bus. The very few kids that have to ride the bus... Maybe the parents could drive them or keep them home <clears throat> and excuse their absence. Canceling the schools when there was no busted pipes, there was no snow and there was no ice. 
it, it, just bundle these kids up, send them to school. Don't send them outside. Don't allow them to walk home. If they have to walk home, then the parents need to make a decision. Do I even send my kid to school if I can't pick them up? I mean, this is how insane. I can't wait till in February when we get snow pop. Like we will get ice. There will be at least three to four days in February. Maybe the end. It's usually around Valentine's Day. Could be March where we will have some ice. And then you got to worry about it because they don't do anything with the roads. I can't wait to see what happens then. This is funny. So stay tuned for more crazy insanity Texas updates on snow. Now, let's get to the podcast. There has been a lot of discussion lately on Star Wars. It's going to feel weird doing this episode because I really wanted Jacob to be on it and really wanted Nick to be on it. It's just not working out. <laughs> Forgive my voice, guys. I was out for a run. And it's cooler, so now I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know, got a cough or whatever. Trying to catch my breath. But there's been so much talk. Now we know, and I kind of don't know where to begin on this, so I'm going to start with some of the things we do know. We know this year, and Nick and I talked about this on uh, the last episode of 2023, how much Star Wars content is coming out with the Bad Batch, the final season of Bad Batch, with Skeleton Crew. Uh, which sounds phenomenal. He's, Jude Law is going to be in it. Um, with the Acolyte, which is going way back. It's going to be the oldest Star Wars show that we've had. It's going way back before the Skywalker saga. And it's looking at the, you know, the rise of the Sith, the fall of the Jedi Council, the fall. Like, we are going to see the Sith in some of their prime and how they've always kind of infiltrated the Senate, the Council and everything, and then how eventually they just took over. So I'm very excited about that because that term, the Acolyte, is what the Sith used as a student, a student of the dark side. They weren't a full apprentice yet. They were a student. So it's very much going to be focusing on the Sith. I'm very excited about that. I think there's a lot that we can focus on in that era. Quite frankly, I think there's more content that Star Wars can do in that era. But we have got some announcements of Star Wars removing, or I'm sorry, returning to the movie theater. The biggest announcement, and I think one of the biggest shocks, was when they announced that Daisy Ridley was coming back to reprise her role as Rey from the sequels in a new movie. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. I think that was shocked everybody and there was a lot of mixed reviews and I'm going to get to that but the most recent announcement over the last two weeks the biggest one that I think and everybody thinks is the announcement of the Mandalorian hitting the big screens with a movie not going to Disney Plus straight up movie theater movie directed by John Favreau that is huge. As you know, The Mandalorian has been one of the biggest Star Wars shows on Disney+. And one of the best things to come from the new era of Star Wars. It is smack dab in between the middle of the fall of the Empire and the sequels, the rise of the First Order. We haven't seen the First Order really 
in the Mandalorian series, but we've seen broken fragments of the Empire. People that are still connected to the Empire, mostly Moff Gideon, who's really trying to build the Empire again. We've seen his obsession with the Mandalorians. Moff Gideon was responsible for the destruction or the Great Purge of Mandalore, completely decimating that planet, completely taking all its resources away, destroying that planet, destroying anything. We found out that Mandalore is not dead by any means, and we saw what happened in The Mandalorian. If you haven't, you are missing out. You need to go back and watch that. We know that Moff Gideon was obsessed with Groku. Getting Groku, understanding Groku, getting his blood, getting, doing experiments on him, cloning. We saw the clones, the Moff Gideon clones. What was he cloning? Was he trying to clone himself so that he could be the perfect specimen of Jedi, of Sith? He was trying to gain power. He was essentially trying to fill the void that Vader and Emperor Palpatine left behind. Or was he actually doing what Palpatine wanted him to do as we found out that Palpatine has laid the groundwork for clones and, and you know, with Snoke and really dabbling in clones ever since Clone Wars when they had the clone army. Those are some questions that kind of we don't know about. I don't know if Moff Gideon should come back. I think he's a great character. But those are some questions that we saw. Now, when Mandalorian Season 3 ended, it kind of ended on a perfect note. The Mandalorians found a new home. For the most part. They united the tribes. Bo-Katan is there, leading. Mando is essentially pulling a Thanos, not decimating half the world, sitting on his farm, letting Groku play and eat frogs. They're just hanging out together. He did his thing. And it ended perfectly. So if they were never to do another season of The Mandalorian again, you could look at that episode or that show and go, you know what? That's a good ending. Yeah, we want more, but it was a good ending. It left some story options open for other characters, but it ended it. For, for uh, <clears throat> the Mandalorian, the Jaren, you know, it ended it for good old Pedro, right? But now we know after talking to Dave Filoni, he has a vision for all these things. Filoni has been the best thing to happen to Star Wars, honestly. Now you could sit there and look at the sequels, but let's, not, let's remember, Filoni didn't do anything with that, really. That was Disney. Catherine Kennedy, and a big mess. But Filoni has been involved in Clone Wars, the animated series. If it wasn't for him, we would never had a complete ending of that show the way it did. We would have never got those last episodes. Filoni's been responsible for The Mandalorian. Yes, it's Jon Favreau, not taking anything away, but Filoni's there. Filoni's been responsible for Ahsoka. They both worked. Even though he wasn't connected to the Book of Boba Fett, they worked on it. 
you can say what you want about that series. It still did a good job. Filoni is going to be responsible for Skeleton Crew. Not all of it, but he's there. Filoni essentially is doing what Lucas would have done. And now he's been appointed like the top member of the Jedi Council overseeing Star Wars for Disney. Now, Catherine Kennedy is still there, unfortunately, for now. But she's one step closer to being like, bye-bye. Filoni is such a Star Wars fan, has worked so well with George Lucas. Filoni can sit there and look at what Lucas said about the Force and take it to a next level. So I am perfectly happy with everything that Filoni is doing. Whether we agree with it or not, doesn't matter. He is taking it to the next level. And he said he ultimately wants to create a movie where his shows, Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, all those shows kind of come into fruition and end with a giant movie. And he has a vision for it. And he said this a while ago. And now we are seeing exactly what is going to happen. So Mandalorian is going to the big screen. The way that Ahsoka ended, we're starting to see the dots connect. It was also announced that we will be getting Ahsoka season two. Now, will that come before Filoni's movie? Probably. Will that come before Mandalorian? I don't think so. Will it come between Mandalorian and Filoni's movie? I believe so. But we could also see The Mandalorian lead right into Ahsoka 2, Ahsoka 2 lead right into Filoni's movie, and there you go. It's all coming together with Thrawn being built as the big bad. What Thrawn did and what has been mentioned by Thrawn, not just in Rebels, but what has been mentioned by Thrawn about Thrawn in the Mandalorian season two, in the Ahsoka show, and then the actual live appearance of Thrawn, they have made him the big bad. Thrawn is somebody that we have not seen. Yes, if you've read the books, you understand Thrawn. If you read, if you saw Rebels, you understand Thrawn. Thrawn, though, is a very, very different character than Palpatine and Vader. We are not dealing with uh, a section of the Jedi that want this. We are not dealing with a Sith. We are dealing with something more and evil and calculating. Now, he is dabbling in some dark witchcraft of the Star Wars universe. And that is opening up some serious doors. And the way that Ahsoka 2 ended, we're about to see this big threat to the universe and a big battle. And the way that Mandalorian is going and that Ahsoka is going, we could see Ahsoka, Mando, the Mandalorians, maybe even some Jedi from Luke's temple. Let's not forget, Luke's school is still alive. Nothing has happened to that. This is before Kylo Ren and all that took it down. We could see some of those Jedi come back. We could see the another big bad. Maybe the sun returns. Maybe 
Abith, Abolith return. I don't think they're going to do the Abolith thing. And for those of you that don't, that don't know who Abolith is, you can look it up. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think that gets too far out there when you have a character like Thrawn. But that being said, there's a lot of opportunity here to unite and have really, really big moments on the big screen. And Mandalorian's going to set that off. They have pushed Mandalorian to the front of the movies that are being produced. And that'll be the first movie in the theaters since the sequels. Originally, there was speculation that Mandalorian season four would be late, may not happen. There has always been speculation about a movie, but Ray's movie was supposed to come first. And I think that would have been a huge mistake, massive mistake by Disney and Star Wars. And the reason is, and I'm going to say it, we don't need a Ray movie. We just don't. It's nothing against the actress. Her character was written like crap. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and spend uh, the rest of the show bagging on the sequels, but I'm going to tell you right now, those sequels were bad. They were badly written. They were badly directed. It was a money grab. They rushed them. And the idea that you could sit there and attempt to have multiple directors direct Star Wars, instead of just having the same one build a story, build a vision, was pathetic and it was proven. So much so that in the third one, they went back and got J.J. Abrams again because the first one had success that they thought, okay, we can, we can, we can fix this. And whether you like J.J. Abrams or not, what he's done good in movies was never going to be able to fix Star Wars because of everything that happened in the second one. And I'm not bashing on Rain Johnson, okay? Look, he did something different. He did something unique. Whether I agree with it or not, it's just a bad movie. But J.J. comes back and is like, hey, Palpatine's back. There were no rumors. There was no seeds planted of Palpatine coming back in the first one. There was no seeds planted of Palpatine coming back in the second one. Nothing. And then they basically gave it away in the preview. Oh, we're gonna have Palpatine cackle at the end. And we're gonna we're gonna use his voice. Meanwhile, they were building up Snoke the whole time, even though they kind of just shoved him in like, uh, who's this guy? It's a big mystery of Snoke. Oh, he was nobody. He was just a clone who was easily killed, and uh, I made him, but Palpatine's back. I'm not against the fact that Palpatine could, could have come back. It's the way they handled it. The writing was bad. Everything was bad. And then you totally dropped the ball. You had an amazing opportunity to make Rey do a 180 and join the dark side and make Kylo Ren do a 180 and be the one that takes down Rey 
or goes against Ray, or maybe you just end the movie with Ray being a dark queen of the Sith, and you could set up another movie with Ray being the main villain. But you went the easy way. Uh, Kylo Ren and Adam Driver, an amazing actor, he does get stuck in crappy movies sometimes. But if you watch what he's, not just what he does on SNL, but what he's done in movies, he's a good actor. But that character was written for crap. Nobody took that Vader wannabe seriously, and they even made him a joke. He was never, I never believed that he was strong enough in the Force. I always believed he was a joke. Every character in that movie was written bad, except for BB-8. And I'm not saying it didn't have cool moments. So you were going to lead Star Wars, going back into the movie theaters, after all the backlash, with a Ray movie? And the concept so far, Ray wants to start a new Jedi Order. Why? Haven't we learned that the Jedi Order clearly doesn't need to be started again. They talked about that in Rebels, or they talked about that in Clone Wars. Anakin's big issue with the Jedi Order. Qui-Gon's issue with the Jedi Order. Obi-Wan's issue with the Jedi Order. Haven't we seen what has happened multiple times with the Jedi Order? So now we're gonna have a show about a character, or a movie about a character that was poorly written. She's going to lead it, which that's fine. This is not, and I'm gonna address the sexism issue that everybody's talking about. She's going to lead the, against what? Is that the movie? Who's the bad? Please don't bring a Sith in. At this point, don't. As much as I love the Sith, we don't need, oh, guess what? There's another Sith and he's trying to take over the galaxy. Like, don't, please don't. If they would have brought that before the Mandalorian movie, they would have killed Star Wars in the movie theaters. Because I got to be honest with you. I think that Daisy could be written well, but I don't think we need her leading a movie right now. You could introduce her into the series. You could introduce her into another movie. Quite frankly, the fact that they announced her was a bad move. They should have cameoed her in a movie. And nobody would have saw it coming and then built from there. Matter of fact, they could have even cameo her in a movie and started to write her in better in other films before she got into her movie. Now this, let me go on record and say this movie could be amazing. It absolutely could be. I have, I mean, besides visually, there could be some great story writing there. I question the director. There's been a lot of rumors or a lot of things and misinformation out there about the director making sexist comments. Oh, I can't wait to make men feel uncomfortable. Okay, well, I need to tell everybody that comment had nothing to do with Star Wars. It was also from like 12 years ago, maybe longer. She has done a ton of documentaries, a ton of very powerful documentaries. I haven't seen all of them. I have seen one or two. She did direct two episodes of Miss Marvel. Those two episodes that she did were well. 
were well done. The show was well done, whether you like it or not. It was well done. When she said those comments, she was addressing questions, somewhat said as a joke, somewhat said as truth, about her documentaries. Now, of course, the media and these hack writers from like Screen Rant and other places twisted it and put it out there. Then Screen Rant and other places came back and tried to fix it. But they're a bunch of hacks and all they do is write anything to get clicks so they can get paid. That's the truth. Um, I don't, she wants to make a strong woman as a lead. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I think we have a lot of, I think we have a lot of people out there that have problems with that because we have a lot of people out there that are tired of being, having agendas forced on their throats. Oh, we're just going to do this because we want to make a woman strong. We're not going to write a good story. We're just going to shove it down your throat. I don't have a problem. Who's the lead? I think that Ray could have been an amazing lead character. And it's not like Star Wars hasn't had strong women. Bo-Katan, for example. Princess Leia, for example. I mean, I can keep going. Ahsoka. You want me to go more? Because there's others. They've had strong lead women characters. And they've been awesome. So it's not about a, a sexist thing. It's not about... We need to put women in Star Wars. There have been plenty of women in Star Wars that have been awesome. One of which just had her own show. So I don't know what to tell you. It's poor development of Ray's character that, that I question. And if she was a dude, I'd still question it because it'd be poor development of a character from a horrible trilogy, sequel trilogy. So I don't have a problem with that. I think a lot of people jump on that there are there's a lot of toxic fan base out there matter of fact every fan base has some toxicity to it marvel dc star wars star trek anything sports toxic people it's like the same people that are pissed off that taylor swift is in the nfl oh get out of our game you don't belong here what are you what is this 1920 you don't belong in our game get in the kitchen well take your cloak off before you yell at your wife. Cause that's exactly what it reminds me of. Some racist white dude walks in and sees his wife like playing with the kids. And he's like, no, I just got done dealing with one problem. Now I need you to stop playing with the kids and make me some food. I mean, like they are literal NFL fans. Taylor Swift doesn't belong at the game. She's taking away from the game. Well, her team, the, the team that she's rooting for is still winning. So I don't, I don't have to tell you. And look at who cares, man. Like, leave her alone, dude. I am not a Swifty. Okay? But she looked like she was having a blast up there doing the fucking... Do it, you know what I mean? Like, she looked like she was just having a blast. Dude, she's currently dating her dude, whatever they're doing. Pfft, cool. Don't worry, it's not going to last. Just like all relationships, it's not going to last. And then you can have your precious football back. And besides, what do you care? It's not the first time that celebrity girlfriends have showed up in sports. I mean, just watch basketball, baseball. It happens all the time. You're just mad that Taylor Swift is getting attention? Bro, Taylor Swift should get attention. She's Taylor Swift. I, I, I don't know. So we have a lot of toxic men. We have a lot of toxic people that want to bang. 
oh, this is just some woke stuff. Once again, using the word woke when they don't know what it truly means and using it wrong. Oh, this is an agenda. Disney's agenda. I would be more mad that Disney is making bad Star Wars movies than trying to find an agenda. But I do agree that the Star Wars movie with Rey has to be dealt with carefully. The timing of it has to be dealt with carefully. And at this point, you are already seeing the negative, whether it's true or not, or deserved or not, negative feedback, you need to cancel that movie. Not saying get rid of Ray. Cancel that movie. And figure out a way for that movie to come out when it's right, but introduce Ray into a show. Now, you can't introduce her into a Mandal Mandalorian. She was nothing. You can't introduce her into Ahsoka. You can't. She was nothing. You can't introduce her into the Filoni movie with Thrawn because she might have been something, but she was nothing. So if you can find a way, maybe, maybe Mandalorian season four does happen. Maybe it happens after Thrawn. I don't know. Maybe it's along the same timeline of... Maybe there's a time jump and maybe Mandalorian season four takes place when Rey is trying to start a new Jedi order. I don't know, but you gotta figure something out because right now, if you put that Rey movie out too soon, it's going to fail. And whether it deserves to fail or not, it will fail. So them bumping Mandalorian all the way up absolutely makes sense. You give John Favreau a great opportunity to showcase his skills. You give the Mandalorian the deserve uh, what it deserves to be on a big screen with a ginormous budget. Groku to have a ginormous budget, and we're gonna see some Thrawn on the big screen, and we are gonna get a nasty, nasty Thrawn. Because if you know anything about him. We are in for some trouble. And I think Star Wars has an amazing opportunity here with The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Andor Season 2, The Mandalorian Movie, Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, Bad Batch 2, to real, or Bad Batch Final Season, to really make an impact. We are sitting here connecting the dots. I love this little weird middle area between Return of the Jedi and the sequels. I love it. What is going on between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens is awesome. It's unexplored territory. And we're seeing that with Thrawn. I love that Filoni is going back to Dathomir. That we are diving in to the father, the son, and the daughter. And if you guys aren't familiar with the father, son, and daughter, you saw snippets of that at the end of Ahsoka. But if you're not familiar with that, I highly recommend you go back and watch Star Wars Clone Wars. All of it, the animated series. But what's really cool is Disney Plus has it, Essential Ahsoka Episodes. You can watch all those Ahsoka episodes and you're going to get a lot more about why this character is so important. But you're going to get that son, 
father-daughter thing. Now, we know the daughter is killed and essentially she died saving Ahsoka. So she is in Ahsoka. We saw a sign of that with the owl at the end of Ahsoka season one. When Balin was standing on the mountaintop and he was being drawn, and he was being drawn on a separate mission, he was being drawn towards the father and the son. Now Balin is a phenomenal character. I don't know how they're going to address that in season two because unfortunately the actor passed away. Whether they recast him or not, I don't know. But was Balin going to become the son? Is Anakin the, the father now? And guys, I know I'm speaking a different language to some of you, and I highly recommend you go back and watch those episodes so you know what I'm talking about. If you want to know more about that, you can email me, or you can just text me, message me, DM me, DM me hit me up on social, whatever, and I'll dive into that for you. But there's a lot going on, and, and I love that Filoni is going back to those roots, those unanswered questions, and he's making the story connect. The Skywalker saga is over. I don't care anymore. I don't like the way they handled Luke in the sequels. I don't. I think it sucks. I liked the old, like, bearded, grizzled Luke. I liked that. He was kind of, like, reminded me of, of the old Obi-Wan. Just hiding out, you know? I don't like the way he was handled, but I liked it. I wish we would have saw more of him. But he's gone now. Anakin's done. Yes, did they bring back Anakin in the Ahsoka series as the Force Ghost or whatever? Yes, that's important. Absolutely. That's very important for the storyline, considering that Ahsoka was Anakin's Padme. Anakin's Padme. Anakin's Padawan. Super important. Was it important that Vader came back in Obi-Wan? Yes, we needed to see the viciousness of Vader. What we saw in Rogue One, what we saw in Rebels, we needed to see that live action. Absolutely, we needed to see Vader and Obi-Wan go at it. We needed to feel that hatred, that sadness, that brokenness. We needed to see what Vader became. Do we need to see Vader again? Probably not. Am I a nerd and don't mind if I do? Sure, but we don't need it. It's time to move forward. So now we have this chunk and this opportunity with these new movies to kind of fill in the gaps. And then you, you had a decision to make. Do we go past the trilogy, which is what they want to do with Ray's movie? Or do we go back to the Old Republic? And frankly, that's why The Acolyte really gets me excited. Not just because of the Sith, but the history in The Old Republic. Because there are things that have been talked about, things that have been dis discussed that we know nothing about. Nothing is canon. We can't base it off the comic books. We can't base it off all the books. Nothing. There are things that have been canonized, but we don't even know what they mean or how they happened. So I love the idea of diving back into that. And I think we have an opportunity there. And I almost think they should go backwards before they go forward with Ray's movie. What do you guys think? What are you excited about? What are you excited about when it comes to Star Wars? Which movie are you looking forward to? What show? What do you like? What don't you like of the, of the direction the Star Wars universe is going in? Go ahead and hit me up at the Life of an Average Show podcast at gmail.com. 
you can go ahead and email me at the life of an uh yeah that was where you can email email me am i talking today i feel like i need to stop talking you can go ahead and reach me at the life of an average show podcast.com and email me at the life of an average show podcast at gmail.com. Find me on TikTok. You can also reach out on Spotify too. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but you can go ahead and message me there. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever. I'm everywhere. You can find me on any platform. And then, of course, for those that know me, you could text me and we'll go from there. We'll, do, we'll answer any questions. And remember, as the season ends, I will be reading a lot of emails. So feel free to dive in with some Star Wars questions so that I can go ahead and be nerdy and really show you how big of a dork I am. Don't worry, guys. Texas will be warm next week. So there's no, no updates on any, you know, cold to get in. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to be like rainy and like 64. So there you go. And I will see you guys next Wednesday on an all new episode of the Life of an Average Show podcast.